Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's episode, let me take a quick moment to tell you about one of our incredible partners, BetterHelp. It's no secret to y'all that I really value counseling. I'm going today. I think it really matters for us to prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things in your life that are causing you to feel stuck or that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can send your therapist a message anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. I love that. Plus, you can start communicating within 24 hours. You can schedule video or weekly phone sessions. And it really matters to the team at BetterHelp that they facilitate great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And the testimonials they post daily on their website can help you get a feel for how it all works if you have questions. BetterHelp offers services for clients all over the world, and they have licensed professional therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, things like depression, stress, grief, self-esteem, anxiety, family troubles, and more, which means that the right help is available for whatever it is that you're dealing with. This is not self-help, and it's not a crisis hotline. It's convenient, professional, affordable counseling, and anything you share is completely confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people and so many of our friends here at That Sounds Fun who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today is... Sadly, the last show of our special series called Ennea Summer 2021. The Enneagram is a personality typing system and a tool we love around here because of how it helps us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many, that can help with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful. During Ennea Summer, we've talked with both a male and a female who identify as each type. These have been my staff and my friends or friends of friends who are just normal people who have found the Enneagram helpful in understanding themselves better. Of course, they don't represent everything about their number, nor do they represent every person who identifies identifies as this number, but I think they each did such a beautiful job, and y'all are telling us they did a beautiful job of talking about themselves and giving us an invitation into their lives. We did something a little different this year that y'all seem to enjoy. I did too, where we focused on where each type goes in stress and where they go in security. So be sure to go back and listen to our conversation with all the other eight types and the intro episode with my friend Haley Watkins, who's an Enneagram coach, if you missed those. And now for the final conversation of Ennea Summer 2021 with our Type 7s, Ashley, Craig, and your girl, AFD. You know it. This is the only show where we got three guests of the same number. Sevens are also known as the enthusiasts, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then we're going to hear some thoughts about Sevens from one of our favorite Enneagram experts, Suzanne Stabile. And after that, Ashley and Craig will give us their responses and share more about how they experience the world as Sevens. So here's my conversation with our Ennea Summer 2021 Type 7s, Ashley and Craig. Okay. Well, are you ready? No. Are you ready? 
I mean, you're with two professional podcasters. I know, and the pressure's real. I'm actually nervous. But you're also the prince, and so everybody loves you. I mean, honestly, this is the first time we've met, and I feel like I'm in the presence of royalty. (laughs) This is all Annie. Annie is, she's hyping up who I am. She has hyped you so much, and so has Kelly, and Jen, and Jamie. All your friends. All our friends, yeah. Who I got to meet on a bus, like, two weekends ago. It was so much fun. I heard it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then I hear that like you're very popular with all the single girls that listen to That Sounds Fun. Or follow Annie this on social true, media. Which like, is, yeah, exactly. For the snippets, which is now I'm concerned because they're going to get like a whole hour of Craig now and they're going to be like, oh no, this isn't great. <laughs> no, they're going to be like, true. I'm in love. Oh right. no. <laughs> yeah. Right, maybe. I oh, Actually, one of the things we did this year is we filled Annie a summer first with staff. Because everybody wants to get to know the staff better. And then we filled with friends. Yep. And then where we couldn't find direct people that I have phone numbers, we filled with friends of friends. Got it. And so, obviously, we are former roommates. We I had your yeah. phone number. I, had your I phone can tell number. you all the things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she but, but we both know what it's like to live with the seven. Yeah. Because we live in our own bodies and we live together. Um, this is the only show where I am also a willing participant. But really, I want to hear way more of y'all than than my thoughts because I think it's interesting to hear other sevens. Let's start by just doing kind of a basic introduction, just to your first name, uh, who you are. You can say your age, you can say your marital status, you can say kids and what you do. So Craig, you start, just kind of give us an overview of who you are. Yes. Uh, I'm Craig. I work here with Annie as a video photo podcast guy. Yep. Legally single is what the term that we've (laughs) coined. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Earlier episode was mentioned legally single, uh, so no kids. Yeah. And uh, 26? I always question about Yeah, 26. Okay. Fun. You got to think about it sometimes. I do, yeah. Yeah. And who are you, ma'am? Uh, my name is Ashley. I am Annie's friend. Yes. And then I host and produce a ton of content. So I have a radio show on Apple Music called Guestless Radio with Ashley Eicher. Mm-hmm. Podcast, um, all our favorite people, and then I have a production company, so I create a ton of content for, like, just did something on the ACM Awards. I was say, most recently wow. on the ACMs, like, yes. in the middle of the award show. Which is has been, like, my child and my pride and joy yeah. over the last couple months. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so a variety of things. I've worked in the music industry mostly in country music and pop for the last... Well, a long time. If I say how many years, that's going to age all of us. So. <laughs> Ashley, you kind of talk about what was your journey of figuring out you identified mostly as a seven? Well, you told me I was. <laughs> Did I? I can't imagine. You know I what you're supposed to do. Up. Tell your friends. No, this is Yikes. the funny thing. I was thinking about this when you asked me to be on this show. And I'm like, my my first feelings about the Enneagram were negative. Like, I think... Yeah, I think that's true oh. for a lot of people. Like, f- what, like, five or six years ago, whenever yeah. it became really popular in Nashville. Yep. And I felt like, first of all, I don't want to be put in a box. So when someone said you're one of nine numbers, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. The Lord made me unique, and right. he made you unique. Right. And so... And I think, too, every breakfast, lunch, and dinner I went to with any of our friends in, like, Christian circles, Mm -hmm. in the music industry, not a lot of people were talking about it. So when I go to work, I didn't hear much about it. But anytime we'd all go to dinner, people were like, what number are you? Oh, he's a this, or you're a this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. One, I don't know enough about it. And two, can we please stop talking about it? Yeah. (laughs) And so, but over time, I started to realize, I'm like, wait, this is a really great tool to understand a little bit more about yourself and other people. And so in terms of figuring it out, I think it was it was pretty easy. And as mm-hmm. soon as I read the book, it's the road back to you. Yep. 
I, I was like, okay, I'm a seven. Yeah. yeah like, that's just. I feel like sevens is. end up being the ones that everyone points out and they're like, oh, there's a seven, obviously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. isn't fair because it's not about behavior. Exactly. It's, it's about motivation. Yeah. yeah. How do you figure out you related most to Enneagram seven stuff, Craig? I. Did uh, you so know actually, before you worked here? I heard when I was in high school, actually, I was a junior in high school. So that was nine years ago, something like that. It was a while ago. And single I, digits years ago. Single digits. So long. <laughs> I almost spit out my car. <laughs> Sorry. I, but I might be the youngest person on here in a while. It's great. Yeah. But I heard about it because uh, my brother-in-law was going through it with a church job that he was working at. And so our whole family discovered it. And so we all kind of like took the test and did some reading. And then that I just kind of figured out that I was a seven. And then that was weird learning that you're a seven before you're like an adult and you're discovering oh, your own. Yeah, yeah. So I went to college and I was like, oh, these are like really high seven tendencies. And so that hmm. I feel like really formulated a lot of how I grew up. I don't know. It's a very yeah. interesting experience. That explains some of your maturity that is more than your age because you kind of started doing some self work. Yeah. As a 20-year-old, and a lot of people don't start doing that until they're 26 yeah. or 27. Because I've heard people being like, you shouldn't know until you're like 30 because then you'll really know you're not like you're going to be right. way deep in those tendencies. And I cut it off when I was like, before I was like 21, I was like, oh, these are, I'm going to the mountains because I don't want to go to my exam in college. And I was like, <laughs> classic seven. And I was like, too young to be doing that. But yeah. That's do you, so I mean, Ash, do you, when you see sevens out in public, or when you see what people perceive as sevens, mm -hmm. does it feel true to you? I mean, I think sometimes. I think I've probably, I don't even know how to, I want to say this, but yes and no. I think sometimes after going through a whole lot of therapy yeah. over the last three or four years, I've kind of laid back as opposed to where I think sometimes I see sevens and they have to be the life of the party all the time, which... Yep. Sometimes I want to be the life of the party all the time, and I am. But then in going through therapy, I also know that I need to sit back and rest mm. um, and sometimes need time to myself to recharge. Yeah. So Our calendars so are very similar, where we'll be like Marco Poloing from the car. We're Mostly like, we are Marco Poloing from hey, the car. Here we are. Hey, I'm running to the show. <laughs> I'm coming from dinner. I'm coming, but I've been four minutes late. I mean, I, I do like that has been... Watching you and especially as we've both been kind of on a similar emotional mental health journey. Yeah. I, as I watch you grow and change, I, it's a model for me mm. of going like, oh, look at how much Iker, oh, well. No one calls you. me actually. Uh, I know. Really. It's fine. <laughs> and look, look at how much Iker is like choosing rest and choosing mm. peace. And it, it makes me want to do the same. Well, and then I look at you and I'm like, oh, wait, I can be fun still. Like, <laughs> wait, you are on. so fun. Are I you can, kidding? I can be fun still. It's fine. Are you kidding? I think sometimes when you're really working out the stuff of your past, though, it's really easy to sit in the stuff a lot mm. instead yeah. of being reminded, like, wait a second, part of this is me choosing joy yeah. and mm -hmm. and choosing to have fun with people. Like, I don't have to live in my deep therapy brain. Yeah. Oh, that's – Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great today to talk about <laughs> stress and security. I'm very excited about this. Okay, let's listen to Suzanne Stabile. She has been on every episode of NES Summer. She's been amazing describing each number for us. And then we'll talk about where we go in stress and security. But let's listen to her describe a seven. And then y'all can kind of respond to that. Will you define what sevens are? Sure. So, you know, one of the reasons that I teach uh, 
in this order is for things that occur when I start with eight and nine. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted sevens close to the end, so you'd have to stay all day. That's exactly right. That's you taught me that. That's why we shape it like this. <laughs> sevens will stick around if you don't. If you if you start with us, we're out. <laughs> That's right. So you, it's the end of the summer and you're still here. That's right. <laughs> okay. Sevens. Mm. Sevens are um, a high percentage of the time life-giving wherever they are. Mm. They are entrepreneurial in that they would rather start their own thing and... Um, create their own space and their own style than fall in with somebody else's, not because they're not good followers, but because they get bored. They're easily bored. And so sevens need opportunities to have a career that offers them different kinds of things to do. Like you might have a podcast and you might be an author and you might be a speaker. And you might sure. do things that you do. Um <laughs> Sevens are much deeper than people think. They lead with humor, but just beneath the lead is some significant depth Mm. that I wish more people knew to go for, to look for, to ask, to see, and hear. Sevens are loyal and faithful and the thing that people won't know about sevens is that they're also fearful. Mm-hmm. And what they're afraid of is being trapped. Trapped in pain, trapped in a relationship, trapped in a boring job, trapped in, um, I don't know, all the things that we've all been trapped in. I was about to say, do you want me to keep going with the list? Because I can tell you. <laughs> Just kidding. And it's because they don't trust their ability to deal with pain. Mm -hmm. And that's because since they were children, they have been able to reframe any negative into a positive immediately. Immediately. So when you can do that, um, you're safe until you're not. Mm -hmm. And then when you come across the first thing that you can't reframe, you have to deal with it. And unfortunately, it is the first domino that leads to all the other things that you've reframed but didn't grieve. Mm -hmm. I think uh, sevens fall right in line with what we expect from them, sadly. We kind of give room for most numbers to have transformative experiences and to grow and change, but when sevens go through a transformative time personally people tend to say to them wow what happened to you mm-hmm. you, you used to be so much you fun we want so the old fun. back yep yep and it's so disrespectful there was always more there than having fun mm-hmm. and if that's all that people ask for from you then that negates most of who you are and who all are who are sevens Sevens are really good at seeing where systems overlap. They're good at knowing how to put the same pieces together in a new form Mm -hmm. to have a new thing. Mm -hmm. They are really good at um, 
standing for, I'm willing to look at the problems, but let's look at all this good stuff too. Mm-hmm. On the other side, sometimes mm-hmm. the problem is to get sevens to understand that there's a problem. Right, right. <laughs> right. And sevens, because they're charming and smooth, usually don't learn to own their part in things until they're adults because yes. they don't have to. When we hear our son, who's a seven, talk about high school, I'm not sure he went to class. Mm. Like he always was talking somebody into, oh, I'll go do that for you, Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Just smooth and gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I think sevens make particularly good advocates for young adolescents, Hmm. maybe better than anybody. Because they know that you don't have to let go of all things that bring you delight yeah. in order to grow up. Yeah. And we're, we need a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We need a whole lot of that. Yeah. So when you people, think about... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, people don't trust sevens, I don't think, as much as they should oh, and yeah. can. And... Sevens, along with threes and eights, while they don't deal well with feelings, they are willing to listen. They don't know what to do with the feelings people share with them, but they are willing to be present to them. And that's the path of learning to know what to do with them. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of well, wow. I had a lot of notes. Wow. Yeah, I had yeah. a lot of notes, I got a right? Lot of you notes. went in for that. That's right. great. Yeah, I love Is her so true? much. I know, oh, right? She's so lovely and so smart and so caring in her teaching. That Even just the way that she speaks, I just feel like I'm cared for. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even do anything. Did what she said feel true? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. What stood out to you? I mean, how many notes do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. on the list? I know, I know. Every single thing, yeah. Um, I definitely think the first thing that hit was the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, like creating your own space and your own style. We get easily bored. I get easily mm. bored. Yeah. Which I think can be a good and a bad thing. So like even in doing projects or I have to be very passionate about it for me to stick in the entire time. Mm. Like yes. the perfectionist in me wants to finish it and wants to do 110%. But then sometimes I realize I'm like, I'm getting so bored and why yeah, am I it bored can't be this? two years. It, can it be can't oh, yeah. be two years. Yeah. 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 And so um it's probably why I have a lot of different clients and yeah. a lot of different no. projects yeah. in my life. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. I think that's fascinating too, because all three of us do our own thing. I mean, like I even I do freelance video stuff and that is I'm kind of don't want to be trapped. offered him a full-time job and he said no. <laughs> I, like the, I like the freedom of being like, I don't know what my month's going to look like or my week. And it's just like, there's some freedom in being able to do your own thing. <laughs> but I'm like, but, but the fear oh, man. of what's going to be that next thing. I think uh, in all of us owning our own companies too and having clients, it's like, okay, there are months that are really great. Yeah. And I love that because there's an excitement about gosh, I'm just getting to create something new. But then there's also the fear of, which when she said fear, I was like, well, keep on preaching. Yeah. <laughs> um, of, well, when's the next thing going to come? And what if it doesn't oh, come? And then what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, But that also both. lights something in us, right? Yeah. yeah. Or what you'd it, both take full-time jobs somewhere. Well, I've had a full-time job. Yeah. 
mean, your job is full time. Right. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but working for a working job. for someone. working for like I worked at a talent agency for four years, both here and in Los Angeles, and then I also did artist management for several years at the start of my career. So I've worked for other companies in uh-huh. a full time position, but I found myself being like, okay, it's how do I how do I start my own thing? Like how do I yeah. get out of here? Like I love all of these people, but it's not wasn't the right thing. Yeah. yeah. When I think that that we are so future focused, like my mind is always thinking about the next thing. So yeah, yeah. I, there is that fear and there's the excitement of like, I have no idea what July is going to bring. Like that's so exciting. It also could be really terrifying. And mm-hmm. so yeah, there's kind of mm. both in my head at all times. And I kind of like it though. I'm sorry, as you started talking, I was pointing. I was like, but, but, but. <laughs> I got really excited. Um, what sorry. do you think, Ash, one of the things that stood out to me is when she said sevens don't get permission to transform or change. That people yeah. people don't like when we... Do you we, feel that? You feel yeah, that? Yeah, I really feel that. I feel that pretty profoundly. Do you feel that, though? Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I think I've I've forced it over the last four or five years. Um, obviously, therapy, again. Yeah. But I think there are also things that happened in my life that forced it, mm. that forced me to take a step back a little bit from being the life of the party all the yeah. time. And also, mm. it can get exhausting. Like, right. I think, as you were mentioning earlier, like, we're typically Marco Poloing as we go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. The older I get, the more I realize I'm like, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get bored, like, surfacey conversations. Mm-hmm. I would rather be in a, like, really great quality time with someone having a really in-depth conversation than necessarily going from event to event to event to event to yeah. event. So sometimes that can feel empty to me. Do you like deep conversations, Craig? I prefer Do you deep like long walks on I the think- beach? <laughs> <laughs> do you like We're to hold in, wait a second, hot in the rain is my favorite So <laughs> for all the single ladies out there, do you like long walks on the beach? And I'm great at long walks. I mean, we're all my legs three legally single. So <laughs> this is, this is actually just a dating this show. Is, we're all single? You <laughs> know the number to call is below? The apps haven't worked, but this podcast will. This is the one, yeah. No, I think this is the thing is that I... My my greatest fear with conversations is that it's going to be boring. I want something stimulating. And uh-huh. deep conversations are immediately stimulating. There's yes. so much fun. Yes. And so that's the fear for me is like getting caught in a surfacey conversation. I know that there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And I get bored so fast. Which is so interesting that each of us have said – I know that about you, yeah. Annie. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you said that. And then I said that when, when she's talking about people think we don't have depth. Or that we can't go deep as sevens, which I know from being friends with you, that is yeah. not true. I know yeah. just for myself. That's, and obviously getting to know you, Craig, today. We'll go deep. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we can go. How far do you want to go today? Come on. It's just interesting to me that people see us that way. Uh-huh. But also yeah. I get it. Well, I think it's because we're labeled as afraid of pain. And so everyone mm. else goes, oh. oh, Annie's afraid of pain. So I, so I bet she doesn't want to talk about this. And I bet she doesn't because sevens are afraid of pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, we're all afraid of something, but we're also grownups who've done our work. I can be in pain. Well, hopefully we've done our work. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. The three of us are, for anyone yeah, out there. The three of us are. The problem is getting sevens to understand that there is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so optimistic all the time. I've been like, things are going pretty well. Like, I'm a little unhappy about this situation, but it's probably fine. Like, I'm not worried about it. And that's usually there's he something wrong there. He says it's probably fine eight times a day. It's probably fine. <laughs> fine. We'll figure it's it out. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, everything's the fine. The reframing. That's that, that remains, oh, reminds man. me of that shirt that says, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Uh-huh. We're all uh-huh. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with our sevens to give a shout out to one of our amazing partners, Brooklyn and 
Feel that thing in the air? It is warmer weather, and that means it might be time for a bedding change-up. Maybe a beach towel refresh, and probably some new shorts and short-sleeve loungewear. And thankfully, you can get the softest, breeziest versions of all those things and more in one place. I'm talking about a place called Brooklyn. And Brooklyn and works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. So you get their amazing array of products at reasonable prices. Brooklyn and has something for your every comfort need. Ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. I'm talking buttery, soft, and breathable sheets. I love their new styles for summer, plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, and comfy loungewear you'll want to put on and never take off. They're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty. And fans are confident, too. They received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting, including mine. My Brooklyn and Cheats are my absolute favorites, and the only good thing about being back from tour is that I get to sleep in my own bed with my favorite Brooklyn and Cheats. They're so soft and crisp and cool and welcomed me home. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve this summer and shop their summer savings event happening now at brooklinen.com. Don't forget to use our special promo code, that sounds fun to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code, that sounds fun for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code, that sounds fun. And now back to our sevens. I just finished watching The Good Place, and when you get to The Good Place, like when you die on earth, you go here, and you sit on a couch, and on the wall across from you says, welcome, everything is fine. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is literally entering my life. (laughs) Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Things are kind of on fire. When you think about your childhood and reframing things as a kid, like Suzanne talked about, do you have memories of doing that, of going like, this isn't that bad, or I'll be okay, or this is going to be okay? Oh, I got to think about that for a second. I don't. I'm ready. Let's go. Go. You go. go. You go. I, so I am one of five kids. And I think the biggest thing for me was always I had really high expectations about the fun that I was going to have or whatever things were going to be. And so I think it was for me realizing that I would like have high expectations, go into like, say we do like a camping trip and I go in and then it doesn't meet my expectations. My immediate thing would be to reframe and say, okay, this wasn't great, but like, it's not as bad as it could have been. Like, we could have gotten rained out. We could, whatever it was. Mm. And I think for me, that was my coping mechanism for every time that my expectations weren't met. And I think that was a big deal for me was be able to reframe everything really quickly and so that I wouldn't actually have to experience things not being fun. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. I think one of the things I've learned is that our – Uh, experience of expectation and how much we look forward to something Mm. very rarely does the thing can the thing hold the pressure that i put on it expectation wise and actually part of the fun for me is the expectation oh man oh yeah like christmas day i'm just like so ready for christmas day and i have to but i have to pull myself back because i know it's that whole mentality that's like nothing's ever going to actually fill that thing inside of me with it like if it's gonna be christmas that's not gonna fill it yes so i need to bring it back or else christmas is actually not gonna be that fun and that's hard for me yes yeah yeah i mean i feel like i found everything to be fun as a kid yeah and 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 i was very fortunate i think that this may be something i need to talk to my therapist about (laughs) that i don't remember anything until i was probably 13 or 14 that was very difficult 
to where I had to think about reframing that. Would the like, rest of your family agree with that? Or were there were there things? Like were there did a grandparent die or Well, when I was 13, my first grandparent died. And I I remember okay. that being that was the very first and she was like, I mean, my best friend. And and I mean, I still think of her that way, even yeah. though she's been gone for twenty some odd years. But that was the first traumatic experience in my life of watching her get cancer, progressively get sicker. Now, I will say, now that you say that, over that year that my grandmother had cancer before she died two days after Christmas, where I would spend every weekend at the farm, every chance that I got with her throughout my life, that last year of her life, I was so, I think now I look back, terrified to go to the farm because I was so scared to see her that way that I missed out on time with her because I was trying mm. to avoid the pain. Dude, yes. We had a, yes, we had a person close to our family that lived with us for a long time. Mm -hmm. And when she stopped living with us, I couldn't talk to her on the phone mm. because I could I could not go into the sadness. Yeah. that If I could just ignore that she existed, I could reframe that she was great, but now she's gone. Yeah. And but then she would come over or she would call wow. and want to talk to us on the phone. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I look back at that and I remember I'll be like, oh, I'll go later. But it was me being so scared to see her getting progressively sicker. Yeah. And the I mean, just I could cry thinking about being terrified to lose her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so. I feel like we we build that world then. It's like our imaginary world. We're like that person's gone then because that's easier for me to live in that world that I've created for myself than it is to actually step into the pain, which yes. is really rough. That's right. And then the, for me, the, the and this is true in all these stories, the other person suffers because they don't get relationship with me mm. because mm. I can't feel the pain of answering a phone call. And so, and so the relationship dies because I can't yeah. enter into the grief. And oh man, I just have I have so many regrets about that. Nothing is worse than when I feel what? What is that for y'all? Nothing is worse than when you feel what? As a seven, not seen, not Ooh, seen. Oh that's wow, a good one. yeah, not known or not seen. Wow, yeah, that's the worst. Why or invisible? If I feel invisible to people in my life, whether it be like family or friends, or feel not seen. It's that feeling of not being known. Yeah. And so I think that's the worst for me. Or when I go into comparison, that's when it really gets. But ugly. it's the same thing, right? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Craig? Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's trapped, genuinely. Yeah. Just like if I feel like I don't have any options or ways out or whatever it is, especially if it's something that's like I'm tasked with something that I have to do and there's no way to make it fun or whatever it is and I'm forced to do it, that is... I think it just makes my skin crawl and I find any way to just like go and leave and burn mm -hmm. it to the ground. And so that, yeah, that feeling is the worst. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather burn a house to the ground than than stay. Then if the front door is locked, I'm going to burn the whole house the to the ground. The whole house, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Versus I'm just through the window. wait until someone's <laughs> yeah. coming, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, nothing is better than when I feel what? Wait, are we skipping over you? I, do you get yeah, to answer you this have one? To this oh, is, these I, short I, ones I'm, I want to know. Sorry, nothing is, nothing is worse to me than when I feel trapped. Is it trapped? Okay. Yeah, That's it's trapped when I feel like I can't get out of the pain. I can't get out of the story. I can't get out of the work. There's there's no ending to this. Yeah. We have, I mean, here at the office, we have tons of deadlines that are arbitrary, purely for me to feel like I'm not trapped. Yeah. 
Do you, I mean, this is something I struggle with too, and maybe you don't, but for me, I think that if I don't have a deadline, I will procrastinate. Oh, listen. Very, I will fill the day. Oh, with, my I'm like, goodness. I'll procrastinate. But we'll fill but, the day. Oh, I'll fill it. I'm not going to watch 10 hours of TV necessarily. I mean, maybe. I will get, but I will, I will, my day will be full of <laughs> I will find, I will stuff. be like, you know what? I'm going to go have lunch with that friend yes. because I need more time with him. Oh, or yes. I will fill it with all kinds of things. And not actually get the work yep. done. I, oh I'd like to goodness. justify that as I'm better under pressure. Yep. yep. Um. Because I do kick into a different gear when it's I'd pressure really, time. Really. I'm, yeah. And I, I'm sure we'll get into that with whatever stress or health, whatever that I'm is. But like, yeah. But yeah. when it when it comes down to pressure time, I'm like, now I can go and I'll uh-huh. do this for seven hours. Uh-huh. But if it's like the middle of the day and it's lunchtime, I'm like, I'll go eat out and then yeah. walk around. <laughs> I got time. I think I do my best. I'm like, oh, I'll go get a manicure. <laughs> like, yeah. do I need a massage? Treat myself. I don't know. Yeah. I should treat myself. Especially if it's yeah. looming that there will be pain and like hard work on the other end. Oh, I'm like, I'm going to fill the front yeah, end with yeah. all the fun things. <laughs> Do you feel like you do your best work under pressure? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think, it, yeah, there just it doesn't leave any room for me to kind of like dilly-dally about anything. Like I know what I want to do. I know exactly what decision or for me, like what edits I need to make and I can yeah. do that faster. I'm not a long time. crafter of anything. No. Like, oh, let me just work on this for a long time without a deadline. <laughs> Whereas I, there's an Enneagram 5 that we both know that has been working on a book since I met him. Oh, man. Six years ago and has not... And just can't get to the end of it because he's doing such a beautiful job of crafting. Mm. Nope, not my not my ministry. Not my, ministry. Not my story. <laughs> not my story. <laughs> I feel really impressed with you guys though, because you both. I feel this is as someone who's younger and experiencing yeah. this. As you enter in and do more work and get more kind of recognition for the stuff you're doing, I feel like there is a loss of fun or a loss of freedom. And I think you both have done this really well where you actually have fun at your work. Mm -hmm. Has that been something that you've had to like fight tooth and nail for? Or how is that? Is that just like a natural thing for you guys to make fun in a world where like it's expected that you're not having a lot of fun? That's a great question. Hmm. So I think what I have realized in the last year, and part of this has been friends close to me that also own their own businesses being like, hey, you've got to get an assistant. You've got yeah. to get a manager. You've got to get help because yeah. in my life, I can very, I, I'm, it's very easy for me to be like, I'll just handle it. I'll just handle it. I'll just handle it. And that could be anything. And for so long in building a company too, and I know Annie knows this as well, like we had to do everything yeah, because you're building it. I have to do not only doing the interviews, but then doing the marketing, but then thinking yeah. about, yeah. oh wait, I got to go book this person. And oh, my partner and at least the podcast has to do the editing and and it just gets to be too much to where mm-hmm. at some point you max out. Yeah. And it doesn't become it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're also you can't do your best work. And so I think that's one of the things I've come to in the last probably six months to a year, being like, okay, I need help. I can't be everywhere all the time to everyone and then do my job well. Yeah. Nor be present with my friends. Or eventually, you know, date someone and hopefully get married and have some kids mm-hmm. that if I don't start getting some help in some areas. And honestly, realizing there are people that are specialized in doing what they do that are way better at it than I am. Yeah. And But that's also a release of control. Yeah. And so hard. that's hard, too. We can get yes. trapped if someone else is in control. Yes. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's... Oh, is that what it is? Especially if your <laughs> name is on the final product and it's like, oh, that's that's Annie's thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I, mm-hmm. I did some of it. But it's like you want to do all of it so you can say that's actually yours. That's really hard, I can imagine. Yeah. In this most recent project I did with for the ACMs, 
I realized in executive producing and hosting it, there was, and I had a team, like hired out the team, but I found myself starting to to micromanage a little bit, especially mm. when it got into editing, because I have a vision for what I know it should be and what I want it to be. Should be is probably not the right that's word fine. or no, phrase, that's but yeah. no, that's right. I, I know where I want it to go and visually what it should be and what the content should be and how the story should be told. And so there are moments where I found with, with people on my team, they'll be like, no, 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 it needs to be this. Like, mm. why is it not this? Mm. And then getting really frustrated. And part of that was the pressure of the client and the timeline of what we had to get things done. But then also the perfectionist in me and stress of this has to be perfect because also it reflects on me. So anyway, that's right. This is a perfect setup for us to go to security and stress numbers. Oh, okay. So for our friends listening, if they've listened to the whole series, they've heard me say this. But if they haven't, I'll say it to y'all if this is the only show they're hearing. Neither of these are bad. You don't go one place in health and one place in unhealth. You actually need them both. Uh, We can go back and listen to Haley talk in our first episode of the season of the Any of Summer season, talking about when you are in security, it's like pulling the fruit from the tree you live in. Like you need it. When you're in stress, you're falling down that tree and that number is what you grab to hold you Mm. and to keep you from falling into unhealth. And so let's talk first. Let's listen to Suzanne describe what it is like when we go toward a five in security. Let's hear her thoughts on that. So where do sevens go when they are secure? To five. It's it's an insane truth, but it is true. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know... I'm not going to do anything this afternoon. I'm going to be right here. I'm just, I feel good and things are good. And I kind of want to just sit here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that. That's a good thing. A better thing that comes from fives is for sevens to trust their body of knowledge. Mm. Sevens are generally really smart. They've picked up tons of information they were just too bored with the repetitive nature of it yeah. to care if they made an A or a C. But they got it. Mm-hmm. They have it. And they are intuitively smart. Mm-hmm. And when they're in that secure five other headspace, that's a, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well... Friends, what do you think? Sevens are not connected to the feeling triad, so we got to work at that. What does it look like when you go toward a five? What does it look like when you get slower in decision making and slower in processing? How do you see that in your life? I think for me, it's any time that I'm doing some kind of like vacation or I have a space where it's spread out and I don't have to do anything in that time. I think I get really into future thinking and creating things in the future of like what could happen. Oh, Either it's, especially for me, it's like business ideas of being like, here's new things that I could do or try. I get really creative about switching things up or creating new things in my five space that, or just like planning vacations or future fun things that I could do, like uh-huh. buy an RV and go to every national park. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> just things of just that like, nature. Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. the list. Yes, it's yeah. one of those, but like, I get really into it though. Like I go five deep where I'm uh-huh. like, okay, here's how you would do that. You're going to get the pass. You're going to do it. And I like fully fledged it. I don't know if I'll ever do that, but like mm-hmm. in those spaces where I'm relaxed, I can go really deep into those things. And 
I think I usually end up starting into some kind of hobby. I don't mm. know if I ever finish that hobby, but I start into something. Oh, <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Uh, what do you think? I Ash? mean, it's funny listening to her talk about going to a five because I'm like, as she was talking, like, what did it say in the book? Like, I don't really know what that means. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know enough um, about the Enneagram, but I don't know. Well, I'm I trying to remember now what true she said. about both of us <laughs> is when we go on vacations together, people would think that you and I would be like, okay, so at eight o'clock we're doing this, and at ten o'clock we're doing this, and then we're doing no. no, do not you give me I, a schedule. Don't give me a schedule <laughs> or a deadline on when I'm on vacation. Don't yeah. make me do anything. I'm no. going to read a book for probably seven hours. Mm. Yes, I want to sit like vacation. I just went on. I was at the pool by like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. Granted, uh-huh. it was two hours behind, so I was up earlier. Yeah. But I laid by the pool and read a book and then got in the pool, got out, kept reading. Like, that is rest to me. And I think people would expect sevens on vacation to go willy-nilly. Now, we did – one of my friends planned an ATV trip to go ride ATVs in the desert in Scottsdale or outside of Scottsdale while we were there this weekend. And I could feel myself getting anxious about going to ride ATVs in the mountains, as much fun as that is, leading up to it. Because I was like, wait, this is taking away from pool time and me laying at the pool and reading <laughs> yeah, a book. Uh-huh. But then once I was there, I was like, oh, wait, this is so fun. This yeah. is great. Like, mm-hmm. why was I nervous about it? Mm-hmm. But I was, in, I, was, trapped. I was cutting into there was a time we had to be there. Yes, there was yes. a time we may or may not get back. I that. was like, what if the pool chairs are gone? <laughs> like, how are we going <laughs> to, where am I going to sit? Yeah. The pool was crazy that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, I notice in myself that I slow my speed decreases greatly mm. when I am going toward that security number. When I feel safe in my sevenness, mm. when I feel the healthiest in my sevenness, and and I'm going toward my security number toward that, I feel like I'm a little bit slower. I feel like I don't have to make quick decisions because I'm not trying to get out of pain. Yeah. Well, I think I feel really confident in myself. Yes. And yeah. in who I am, that and is- I'm. I'm not living in comparison of looking at someone else and what mm-hmm. they're doing and how I'm measuring up or not measuring up. That is, I've done a lot of work on the last couple of years and Brene Brown calls it the hustle for worthiness. Yeah. Like that has been the thing that I've really had to work through over the last couple of years, partially because it's just naturally who I am, just hustling. But at the same time, previous relationships that told me I had to jump through hoops to be loved. Mm. And so... You know, Brene was kind of the first person to give me language around all of that. But I think when I'm in, like, security, it's I feel comfortable and confident in my own skin. Oh, man, yeah. I feel like when my mind is not racing about thinking about what I should be doing to keep up with other people or whatever, yeah, when I can just sit, Mm -hmm. that's where the savoring comes for me, where I can just sit in life and wake up and say, you know what sounds really good is coffee. And I can just have a cup of coffee and sit on a back porch. So that's where I can really slow down and really appreciate the small things and just, like, the things that I actually have, which is cool. Yeah. Let's listen to Suzanne talk for a second about what happens in when we go toward our stress number, the number that actually we need to take care of ourselves, because it, it is also about our speed. And I think y'all will think this is interesting to hear her thoughts. And tell me where Enneagram 7s go in stress. To one. Oh, you can ask anyone who works for me about that, Suzanne Stabile. <laughs> well, and the thing that's so good about that is that stuff gets done. Stuff it gets done. It all gets done. Yeah. It gets done. Mm-hmm. And more methodical people than sevens would like to have done a little bit each day of the week. Mm-hmm. But if you work 
under the leadership of a seven. That's just not always your option. So don't waste your time. Be ready because it's going to all hit, and then you got to get stuff done. You need to get it done then. I I think uh, perhaps more than any other number except eight moving to five in stress, I think this move is really important because sevens discover themselves getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. It's like they are so um, intentionally distanced from feeling stress. For them to know they're stressed comes in the signal of, oh, my gosh, I got all the laundry done and I've washed the car and I, you know, cleaned out the flower beds or whatever. Mm-hmm. I must be stressed. <laughs> it's like you have to have a clue that you're stressed. Otherwise, it just feels like more motion. Yeah. More energy and more motion. And it's real important to know the difference. Yeah. True? False? Very true for me. Man. Uh, this one, this one, I've been experiencing a lot. Even, I mean, like, what, for example, because of us. Well, I was going to say because the work that I'm doing here, I this this past year, I've had to step into places where I don't know what I'm doing, and I've had to learn on the job, and so I think I end up flipping more into the one and the stress and trying to figure that out, and so it becomes more meticulous. And I don't know, I don't even know if she said this. For me, I think the inner critic comes out big time for me. And Mm. that's really frustrating because I don't usually have that when I'm doing fine. It's just when things start stressing out, that's when it's, it's my seven comparison. And then it's the inner critic on top of that of saying Mm. you're terrible and everyone else is having a great time. And it's really not that Mm. hard for people. And that's where I start spiraling down. And so, and that's a lot of unhealth going to stress. There's healthy ways to go into this, but that's when I'm at my unhealthiest and I'm stressed out. That's where my brain goes. I kind of wonder, too, if that's because I have the same thing. My inner critic, she really is a piece yeah. of work. She's but She's a <laughs> real piece of work. I need to give her a name or something. Yeah. But I wonder, too, though, if it's as creatives, because part of that mm. creative cycle is like, this is an amazing idea. Oh, wait, is it a good idea? Like, oh, wait, I'm terrible. But wait, I'm really good at this. Like, it is this up and down. Oh, wait, it got done. And it's incredible. Like it's this up yeah. and down in the creative process. So I have to wonder as sevens and creatives, is that inner critic, is it magnified even more as when we go to stress in a one? I don't know. I think so. I think and so. I used to think uh, up until this series, I thought when I go to a one, that is bad. It is bad when I start seeing one behaviors, but through Suzanne and Haley and these conversations, I'm like, Oh, actually, it's a real gift when I can go there and and get things done. I mean, like the thing she said about how that's how we know we're stressed is when we're getting a lot of things yeah. done. Does that seem true to y'all? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, which now I realize I'm stressed way more than I think. That <laughs> that's why I can say. She said that I was Uh-oh. like, oh, you mean that those you. days when I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the laundry and then I'm going to clean the house and then I'm going to do this. And yeah. then I'm going to do like all the things. Yeah. Get stuff done where I think I'm being very efficient. Maybe I'm not. But you also, no, I think, I think it's both. I think you are being efficient, but it is also, I mean, if it is true that our stress number helps us take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. you are lining things up for a reason because there's some area. Well, I will say this for me, but I think this is true for all three of us. When I will line my things up in eight categories to get everything done, it's because there are two categories that feel wildly out of control mm-hmm. to me. Or maybe I'm just wanting to avoid them because there's pain there. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. And I think especially I, for me, 
not having anyone that's checking my calendar or keeping up with stuff, it's really easy for me to get down the road. And then I'm realizing, oh, I've missed like five different things and I kick right into stress. And so then I'm planning out every like schedules. Everything needs to be written down meticulously because I can't forget again. And so I think it's easy for me to get triggered in that Mm. space where I'm like, I'm not a details person, but I have to be a details person right now, which is hard. Interesting. And you could have had a full-time job by now. Whatever. It's fine. It's cool. That feels like that's something we need to talk about. That's right. Uh, Uh, conversation. I like how she said that in that that sevens, if you work with sevens, you are going to deal with their procrastination. Like stop expecting sevens to have a long tail of getting things done. Yeah. And you, I mean, you said that. You said that deadlines help you actually finish things. Right. I mean, really getting right up to the deadline. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the last, like, like, eight hours. That's really, like, the last day of getting something uh-huh. done. That's really when I'm pumping things out. <laughs> yeah. It's always funny. It made me think about, like, my business manager in accounting when she's like, have you thought about billing? Have you thought about, mm. like, it's time to get that stuff done? And I'm like, there is nothing I loathe more yes. in owning a business than having to deal with the financials of it. Oh, man. And figuring out, okay, wait, have we billed this oh, client? And wait, there are overages here. And wait, I need to, <laughs> but then how much do I bill? I want people to yeah. like me. Like, but wait a second, my work is valuable and my time is valuable. Like, uh-huh. I go into a lot of that. And so yeah. there, literally, I'll say to her, okay, I'm doing it on Friday. And then Friday comes, I'm like, I really needed to rest. <laughs> and so. Monday sounds better. And I needed to fill my soul with lunch with a friend. Yes. And so I think it'll be Monday. And she's she knows. She just yeah. knows. Oh, man. I know you're eager to hear more about our sevens, but I'm taking one last break to tell you about our newest partner on the That Sounds Fun family, the Glorify app. Glorify is a Christian daily worship and well-being app that creates space and structure for its users to connect with God and their community every day. Designed to help Christians get into good worship habits with bite-sized curated content, the Glorify app offers daily hand-picked Bible readings, guided meditations, worship music, and space for reflection and prayer. Listeners around the world are guided through bite-sized worship routines to strengthen their relationship with God and recharge their spiritual journey every day. Their content is inclusive and accessible to everyone, no matter their denomination or place of residence, bringing the joy of connecting with God and their community daily while reinventing quiet time through technology. Not only are they backed by some familiar voices you may have heard right here on That Sounds Fun, including Sadie Huff and Priscilla Shire, but you can also listen to exclusive content put together by them. They're even ranked the number one daily worship and well-being app and trusted by over a million listeners. Between being on the road for tour and in and out of the office with the team, the Glorify app helps to add more structure to my quiet time and worship routine. Sometimes we even listen to their curated playlists from Torn Wells or Carrie Job or Brian Johnson and more around the office while we're all working to keep our heads and hearts in the right places. One of my favorite parts about the app is that you can fall asleep peacefully listening to a variety of bedtime meditations, declarations, and prayers and music to eliminate the stress and anxiety of the day. And then start your morning with the Psalms morning meditation guided by Corey Ard and the sound of calming waves in the background. I could just listen to Corey's declarations all day because of his voice and it feels like I've completely escaped my favorite place at the lake. It's such an easy tool to add into your day if you're struggling with your daily quiet time. 
Use Glorify to deepen your relationship with the Lord and get 50% off unlimited access to premium content and unlock more guided meditations designed to help you get into that good worship habit and grow closer to God. Download the Glorify app now. It's the one with the hands in prayer or like two friends giving a high five and create an account and enter the code that sounds fun in the profile section for a special limited time discount of 50%. And now back to our Enneagram 7. I feel like I have two really distinct different kind of deadlines. I have those kind, like book writing deadlines. Yes. I and you and I also do this because we live a lot of life together where we'll go, okay, I'm gonna eat this certain way or exercise a certain way or drink uh. for the next month. But then the reason we give ourselves a deadline is so we don't feel I don't have to do this forever. Mm. And even with my book contract, I know when my book contract is up. Yeah. When I'm done writing the books on this contract, because in my head, I'm like, I don't have to do this forever. I don't have to do any of these things forever. It, yeah. it just, I need deadlines like that that say, you don't have to, you can, this is a season. Everything, I work really well in seasons. Does that ring mm. true yes. to y'all? Especially with that kind of stuff, when I know that I'm going to be heavily loaded with work, there is an, it's nice to have deadlines there and say, yeah. okay, it's just this month. And actually I get to decide what next month looks like. And I'm oh, the one who's deciding if it's going to be busy or if I'm going to decide to take a July and really enjoy the summer, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But like that's for me, that's the freedom. And that's why I really, I, I enjoy deadlines to a point when there is just a season of hard work or whatever it is. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Ash, what, one of my favorite questions that we like to ask is what do you need God to tell you on a daily basis? Like what, or just every now and again, what do y'all need God to say to you as a seven? Um, I think for me, I need to hear that I am enough just as I am mm. in this moment, that I don't need to jump through hoops. I don't have to achieve anything. Yeah. I don't have to perform that I am just enough as I am mm. and that it is good. Mm. That's really good. Wow. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say, actually. <laughs> really? Very soon. Yeah. No, I think that's just, there is a level of, I think we think so much. And there is, when you have a little bit of that comparison in your head, I think my mind is just always rolling. And so when I can wake up and just have God remind me and say, you are enough. It's mm -hmm. fine. You don't need to do anything today. Like, I think that's, that we talk about that, like, you can savor the day then knowing that you don't have to perform, which yeah. is yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Mine's so different. I, I really feel like, the thing, but I, I think they all tie. The thing I need is for the Lord to say, I'm taking care of it. I'm taking care mm. of it. I'm taking care of you. I'm taking care of. I'm taking care of. Yeah. yeah. Like I, you, you are not alone in this, yeah. whatever the gestures wildly, whatever the, this is, yeah. right. Whether it's a relationship or work or my life in general, I just need, I need the Lord to remind me like, I'm taking care of this. Yeah. It may not look the way you thought and it's going to hurt. And if you were taking care of it, there would be no pain. It would just be fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> It'll be okay. But it does feel like that. I think that's the big thing for me too. Cause so for me, it's like it's I don't need to when I'm when I when I'm enough, when I don't have to be anything more, I have to be on and performing to be taken care of. That's what I do. I have to mm. I have to show up and be all these different things. And that's when I'm taken in order care to get of. Paid in order but to paid be in relationships, relationships yeah. friendships, yeah. whatever it is, I have to be on to get those things. Yes. And so when I wake up and I hear that I'm enough, I think I hear you're taken care of. It's like you're yeah. enough and you don't need to do anything else because you're taken care of. Yeah. Oh, and that's that, I think it's a, I think it's a joint of the two. At least that's just for I, me. I, don't I know. feel that. I think that's really true. I yeah. feel that. And especially I think in the times where I don't feel like being on, mm. that's when it probably starts to go 
to unhealthy. But I feel that the expectation of me is to be on. There's something I thought of in like the worth stuff. And I think it, it also goes to like my reframing. Like, you know, this, I was in a relationship for a very long time that was very destructive. And one of the things that was said to me over and over again, one, it was a lot of, I love you buts, but it was a, I love you, but if you would just do this, then, and so that was so destructive for me in that time, because at the end it was like, well, you're not worth being married to, you're not worth this. Mm -hmm. And so, which was so hurtful, but as I think about like, people are like, why did you stay in that for so long? One, they gave me just enough to stay in it. Mm. And so I could constantly rationalize and reframe, well, he's not that, it's not that bad. Like, oh, every relationship is hard or, but he did this, this, and this. And so I think like, as I look back on that, I'm like, well, it makes sense now the why I rationalized so many things because I so badly wanted to be in, I want to be married because that's what all my friends were doing at that time. And that's a, a desire of my heart, but it's like, you can reframe and rationalize something that is not healthy for you to be in. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I mean, full yes. Yes. <laughs> like that is Absolutely. like, I don't, as yes. we were talking about the worth and the reframing, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So for the people that are listening that are not sevens, that love a seven, that have sevens in their lives, what do you need? What do you need from the people who love you? Everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Give it all. Yes. Oh, man. That's our that's our gluttony that yeah. lives in us. The yeah. gluttony. That's Oof. the yeah, all things. How does gluttony come out in you? Oh, in every shape. And it, it uh, it's in stress and health, it looks differently, but for me it's just it's everything. It's mm-hmm. I think the it's that idea of like, I want a cookie, but I want 15 cookies. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, it's like for me, if I open the door at all the day becomes like a treat yourself day. So it's like, oh, you know what? I should eat out. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to eat out, I should like go and get like a big meal. And then after that, I should probably watch a movie and like really treat myself or whatever it is. Like I just, I open the floodgates and then everything comes in. And I, and that's especially on unhealth. I can kind of catch myself because it's those things where I'm like, oh, you really like, you had food in your fridge today and you like drove away and went and got food somewhere else. <laughs> you didn't, you shouldn't have done that. And like, that is a trigger for me. Like, okay, I need to notice oh, that. That's good. What about you? Um, I mean, f- I just want more and more and yes. more. Like I think, and again, it goes back to me not feeling enough. So mm. it's like, how can I fill the not enough? Yeah. And which never gets filled. Yeah. It's funny too. It's like, you talk about the, the dinner like Annie knows this and all of my friends know this. If you go to dinner with me, more than likely I'm going to get three beverages. Like yes. I want a water. <laughs> I probably want a glass of wine, most likely. And then I will probably at some point in the meal. After the meals arrived. After the meal has arrived. Even after the meals arrived. Yeah. I will be like, can I get a Coke? Can I get a Coke? Yes. <laughs> oh my Coke? goodness. <laughs> but and then, but I'll have said at the beginning of the dinner, I'm not getting a Coke. Like I'm trying to stop. <laughs> oh my I'm goodness. Not and then you one. have the whole mind battle of like, yeah. am I going to get but it? But then we're eating Mexican. It's like, how do you not drink a Coke? You got to have a Coke. Or a yeah, cheeseburger. Yeah. Like oh, I have to yes. have one. Yeah. It's just not, yeah. Yeah. The gluttony thing is, I think it is the same as, it can be framed either way. It can either be really bad where we give ourselves mm-hmm. 
all the way to, we want all of everything all the time. But on the good side, to me, that's why we create great experiences for Mm -hmm. people. That's why we're fun to be friends with. If someone else goes, let's go to a Vanderbilt baseball game, and I go, well, yeah, let's go to a Vanderbilt baseball game. I'll get bull peanuts. I'll get LaCroix. I'll get chairs. I will, whatever experience you bring to me, I will upgrade it to the most. Oh, yeah. yeah. Given the chance. And you are very good at that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well then, you are too. I mean, and, that's what we do. And then you bring yourself who's art, like you're enthusiastic, which helps everyone else get yes. to be in yes. that place, yes. which is helpful. And I think the nice thing too about that is when we're at our like super, like our superpower, that ability to just wake up and when you're actually content, we bring that mm-hmm. joy into everything, which is oh, yeah. so exciting. It doesn't yeah. need, you don't need to do anything else. You wake up and you're like, Sun is shining, or it, we or, are very or, fun. Or it's raining, and you're like, "Oh, it's raining! It's so beautiful outside." I love, <laughs> Whatever, I love yeah. a day and hearing rain. On yeah, the <laughs> any situation, I am just like, if I, if I'm in that place and it's healthy, and that's my superpower is just like everything is great. I'm having a great day. It's going great. Yeah, I don't know. It's just super, you're right. super yeah. fun. You completely asked a question. I know, and yes. I was like, so, so we know it's fine. She asked the gluttony question. I was like, oh, and then we avoided then, <laughs> that because yeah. that makes me feel. I know it's <laughs> totally fine. We what have to pack question? a bag and go to our feelings. Yeah. What do you need from the people who love you? What do sevens need? Gosh. That one's a hard one for me because it feels so like it depends on the time for me. It's I'm all over the place because sometimes I'm just like all I need is just like a vacation and we can go and do something fun. And sometimes I need them to say like, hey, you're clearly running from something. So like sit down, mm-hmm. like lock yourself in the room, mm-hmm. in your room for an hour and just yeah. just sit. Or like I need people that will kind of like shake me out of whatever funk I'm in because I think it's hard for me to look in at my own life and – I'm, I'm always reframing, so I don't know if things are going bad or not. So yeah. someone that knows me well enough to kind of shake me out of whatever I'm in. That's really good. I think I go back to I need to feel seen. Hmm. Yeah. I need I need to feel seen. I need to feel known and loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's probably a general thing across most people. But You'd be surprised. That's not what people are saying. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I think that is – that's probably what I need more, but I need it to be authentic. It yeah. cannot be manufactured. It cannot be manipulative. It cannot be, hmm. it cannot come from a place that is not pure. Mm-hmm. I can suss that out very quickly mm-hmm. and I will run from it so fast. Yeah. I will shut down. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it is from the people that love me, I need you just let me be me. Let me be me. Mm, mm. That's good too. Don't yeah. add, like don't, that. don't force me into, being the one who throws the party, but don't don't force me to be the quiet one either. Hmm. Yeah. Like, let me just That's let really me good. be me. I'm with you, Craig. Correct me. There are people in my life who have tons of permission. Y'all are in this category of like calling my bluff if I'm not healthy or, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But in general, my the people who love me most... I feel like are the ones who are like, yeah, Annie, Annie's allowed to do that and that and that mm. and be in that and say that. And, you know, yeah, it just means a lot to me when people let me be me. That's really good because I think I feel that, too, because I think there are tapes that I've heard of like, oh, you can't do that or you shouldn't mm. do that or whatever. Part of that oh, goes man. back to growing up in the church and feeling like I need to be the perfect Christian girl to be loved, Yeah, which is one thing. The, my first session with my therapist several years ago, that was the first thing she dug into. And I was like. Oh, this is going to be painful. Oh, like, hang uh, on. This is going to be great. <laughs> so not. Yeah. Um, but I think that's I need the I need to just let me be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And oh, who man. God created me to be. Um, yeah. And that's good. That feels yeah. so true. I've, yeah. I feel like the way that I can identify, like the way I explain my life is like 
golden golden retriever in a in a china shop where it's like I'm just like I'm not like angry and breaking things. I'm just like really excited to be there and, and breaking I'm breaking things. everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like I feel like yeah, there's a lot of my life where people are like you're too much, you're too loud, whatever it is, and trying to like put mm, it down yeah. and just like that freedom, just being like. Oh yeah, like he's loud, but it's Craig. Like it's great, right. and that and there's no one's trying to change you or do anything. They'll call you out when they need to, but right. they know you and let you be. Right. It's yeah. So comforting. Mm. It is all as you are talking. I'm going. Oh, it's just always about not being trapped. Don't make me be somebody I'm not. <laughs> don't don't make me, me go somewhere that I can't go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't tell me I can't do something. <laughs> yes. Don't tell me I can't. It's not going to go well. Yeah, for that's you. right. It's not going to go well for you because <laughs> yeah. we have an eight wing. Or you don't, and I have an don't eight wing. compare yeah. me to someone else. Also, not going to go well. For you. <laughs> yes. So. Um, what did we not say about sevens that you want to make sure people know about sevens? Is there anything? I don't know. I feel like we we're really fun. <laughs> we're really Did you know funny. we're really fun. Um, oh man, we will be your dancing bear at times. Don't worry. We will be the. F- I will be the first one on a dance floor. That yes. band starts that playing, and I am like, yes. give it to me. Actually, I could use a dance floor right now. Yes. <laughs> I, I we went to a wedding. I don't know how long's Bradley been. Bradley and Austin been married four oh. years, <laughs> and we. Her mom. We're going to talk about. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the dance floor part. Oh yeah. Her mom was like, "I've never seen a more fun group of friends because we just dominated the dance floor." Man, that was one of the most fun. <laughs> it's like eight all eight of us girls road trip down to Coleman, Alabama. Yep. Small town and took over. And took it. There's a lot of there's a lot of great memories. They passed from that out line. sliders to us on the dance floor. They brought like food burgers. to you. Yes, yes. I've never experienced anything like oh, that. Man. I was like, this wedding, like is sweat, my dream. And the band was amazing. The band and was like amazing. sweat pouring down your body. Oh, it was man. just so. Great. And when you do that, it gives other people permission to be ridiculous, and so it's just like a whole thing. Yes. It's the best. Sliders yes. on a dance floor is oh, really it's the a gift. best. Yeah. Like, <sighs> thank you, Bradley and Austin. Yes. Oh, um, okay. Last question we always ask. First of all, thank you both for doing this. It's this was so wide. fun. I'm Literally so very fun. happy that it was y'all. Y'all are the right people. We could sit and talk forever. Oh, for we hours. Could yeah, keep exactly. doing. How much problem. time do you it's guys have right. in the car while you're driving? You um, tell me, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Well, today, yes. what sounds fun, I, I could use a vacation and another trip. Like I, Especially, I think, after being home for the mm. last year, I am ready to go to like Australia, Europe, yeah. give me... Anywhere, like travel and see people and experience different cultures. Like that sounds amazing. Where would you pick to go? You you get a free flight tomorrow anywhere in the world and the friends you want to go are available to go. Where are you going? I would say probably Australia or Europe. Okay. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put myself in a box. <laughs> you know, you want to narrow it down. Notice she that said all of so Europe. Funny. So that's not yeah, really not specific. Even a all of Europe. <laughs> Just like everything in Europe. That is such a perfect answer. That's great. Um, Craig, what sounds fun to you? I think at the time that this is airing, we'll be close to 4th of July, where I go to my aunt and uncle's house. They have like a castle on a lake in Indiana. And <gasps> my family <laughs> my family goes there. It's like immediate family, close family. We all go. And it's like a day of being on the lake, wake surfing, wakeboarding. We play sand volleyball. There's great yeah. food, good drinks. And then we go and watch a classical symphony on this like grassy area and go and watch fireworks at the end of the day. And it is oh. literally heaven on earth like there is you talk about like never being able to be filled up that is a day where I go and I'm like I'm full I'm full I don't Uh need anything else Uh I'm wholly content and that is yeah so great so that sounds fun to me right now like everything food culture everything fireworks it's like like it's the town where my dad grew up so it kind of feels like a little Andy Griffith like we're walking down Mm. the street and like waving at all the people that we know and it's it's really fun so 
Good Annie. answer. Yes, Because Craig. the show is that called That Sounds Fun. <laughs> what sounds fun to you? He's such a good... Uh, <laughs> that was really a great transition. I've been practicing this. Yeah, he's been here. Yeah. Okay, what sounds fun to me today? I'm just going to think of the first thing. I would like a pizza oh. and to be by the pool. I'd like pizza by the pool. We can make that happen. Thank that you. Is very that is very Yeah, yeah. That just feels like... I would like pizza by the pool at like... I love the days where you don't have anything all day. Oh, man. And so you're like still by the pool at like six because you didn't realize what time it was and that kind of thing. That's my favorite time of day to be by yeah, a pool or yeah. by the water. Anything by the water. Yeah. At about five, six. Yes. hundred percent. I would like to have pizza and a Coke probably and a, a glass of. Yeah. And a good glass of water. Yeah, there we go. Good to be good. Well done, Seven. <gasps> Thanks for so doing this. So you're going to the pool I'm today. I'm going to the pool with some pizza. pizza. Yeah, you'll <laughs> yeah. see me. I'll be at the pool That's with pizza. That's where she'll be. Oh, friends, don't you just love Ashley and Craig? I mean, I knew you loved them already, but gosh, they're the best. This series has been so fun, and I'm so sad it's over. If you're a seven, share the show with your friends and loved ones so it can help them understand us and love us better. Also, be sure to go back and listen to numbers one through eight of Ennea Summer 2021 so you get to hear about all nine types. This is our third year of Ennea Summer, so if you really enjoyed these conversations and haven't heard our previous years in 2019 and 2020, go back and listen to those. We also had Q&A episodes from those years that dig a little deeper into questions that you may also have. We'll link to those episodes in the show notes. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. What a great month. I've loved any of summer. I love doing shows on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This is a great summer at the podcast, y'all. So go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great Friday and happy Independence Day. We'll see you back here on Monday with our first live podcast recording from our That Sounds Fun tour. I cannot wait for you to hear these conversations. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Monday.